figure out our <laughs> our uh, logo situation. Yeah. Today's episode of For the Love of Dog, brought to you by the Little Red Dog, also brought to you by the Imprint. Thanks, Imprint. For all of your business and design needs. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. I'm your host, Sean, and here today, I'm with our new volunteer, Lauren Sitnarowski. Hi. Glad to be here. How's it going? Good. Did you find the place okay? I did. It's raining yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how to drive in rain, so I was sliding all over the place, but I made it here. <laughs> Usually we send a, a car out for our... I got one. For our... I uh, sent him home, because I was like, I'm so humble. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't like the star treatment that we gave you? No, uh-uh. I wanted to be grounded. Does that does that mean that you didn't partake in the snacks <laughs> in the green room? Oh, no, I partook. <laughs> you did? You had snacks? I partook, yeah. Okay. I particularly liked the vegetable you tray. Mm-hmm. The vegetable tray? Mm-hmm. The charcuterie? The charcuterie, yeah. <laughs> the That wooden cutting board was, like, classy. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes people forget that it's just a it's just a cheese tray. Yeah. All right, well, you're here to talk about uh, your new experiences as a Little Red Dog volunteer. Long-time member of the family. Yes. But new volunteer. Relatively yeah. new. Yeah. And you've been working for WAG. Yes. We're talking about that. Okay. And you're into old dogs, which is weird. I love old dogs. <laughs> They're my favorite. They're perfect in every way. Steve and PJ are out of town for the weekend. They're in New York working on some work stuff, adult <laughs> stuff. So I don't like it as a cover for something else. <laughs> like, oh, oh, work stuff. No, they're literally just working. <laughs> okay. So they're they're there. We're here. We're here. You're going to help me out with this today. Okay. It's not going well so far, I don't think. Oh, no. It's kind of a mess. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. Well, let's patch things up quickly. I okay. think we can turn it around. All right. So last week, uh, a couple weeks ago, you were at the Kelly Blue Book event. I was. Kelly Blue Book hosted the Little Red Dog. They did a puppy petting stand, right? It was so much fun. What was that like? It was a lot of It was a lot of dogs, a lot of petting. It was really, it was so enjoyable. I'm just glad that, like, people have the exposure to dogs up for rescue. I mean, like, up for adoption, I mean. Um I mean, every almost everybody who came in was surprised that they were all up for adoption mm-hmm. because. Why do you think that was? Well, I remember uh, you and Steve talking earlier on a different podcast about how um, sometimes people think that like dogs up for adoption are broken in some way, or they're not, they're not as. Cute. Yeah, I guess so. Do you think people were surprised that there that you could adopt a puppy that they weren't immediately yeah, snatched up? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I mean, and these puppies looked like. From straight from a greeting card, they were super. Cute they were puppies. adorable. Yeah, and I hadn't been around puppies in a really long time because my family and I have been adopting. I mean, we've only had like three dogs because we, we, you know, <laughs> they get pretty old. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but but um, the two dogs that we have now are fourteen, turning fifteen, mm-hmm. um, and we adopted both of them. So I hadn't been around like when they were, you know, older. Yeah. Um, either adults or seniors so I hadn't been around puppies that young and forever and it was so amazing they were adorable um I, I think they were Amstaff they were mixed yeah they were, I Amstaff mix yeah I saw a lot of the photos are on the um at the little red dog Instagram yeah I mean they're pretty cute yeah no but it was I, I was just like when it whenever anyone was, was asking you know are, are these dogs up for adoption I'm like yeah yeah all of them I think they were just, I think they were surprised. And I think it's because they were so well socialized. They loved to be, you know, pet, you know, walked. 
everything. So I think people were surprised in some way because I think the average person still has some kind of a, a, a different view of dogs up for adoption as opposed to, you know, buying them from a breeder. Dogs. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, Busted. which is sad because these dogs are beautiful. They're, per- they're, I, I would have taken all of them home if I could. Yeah. 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 We're finding that that continues to be a misconception that, that dogs up for adoption or rescue dogs are nasty. <laughs> they're not they're great they're great they're always great they're great so yeah it was a really great event i got to um steve showed me a little bit of dog walking technique mm-hmm. um because honestly i'm not familiar with the proper way to walk a dog what'd um, you learn <clears throat> well i learned that um being the leader is mm-hmm. essential it's crucial and um owning a dog and walking a dog and that was something that i was like really out of practice of mm-hmm. Just because, I I've, I don't know, I've my my dogs have always been like old and and sweet. And not saying that old dogs don't need leadership, they do. But I think it's just a little bit easier to let it go by the wayside because um, a lower energy. Yeah, lower energy. Which I mean, I I mean, I totally understand. Like from a perspective of you know humans, if if we don't have leadership, if we don't have structure in our lives, like we go crazy. Right. I was talking. That was one thing I was talking to Steve about is. Um, days off are important. Um, but I think, you know, having that structure, having a schedule, you know, going to work, it's rewarding. And mm-hmm. I think dogs feel this, a similar way. Like they want to be put to work. They want a task. They want, you know, something to, to make their leader like, I don't know, <laughs> happy. I, I don't know. I don't know. But, um, so I learned a little bit about like, you know, leading the dog uh-huh. when you're walking them. Right. Not letting them walk in front of you. Yeah, exactly. And I, I, I always, I always used to let that slide. <laughs> and I will say that I used to walk my dogs with a retractable leash. Oh, <gasps> but I learned why that's not like, at first I was kind of like, why is that not okay? Why is a retractable leash so bad? Right. But, uh, you can't, how can you lead with a retractable leash? Essentially yeah. the entire point of a retractable leash is it so that you don't have to be the leader. Yeah, you're not as, you're not actively walking the dog. Yeah, you're just hanging back. Yeah, yeah, and it's, I, it's it's really hard. You it, active active is a good word for when like you're not actively walking the dog with a retractable leaf, leash because, um, you have to your mind has to be like on it mm-hmm. the entire walk because you have to be making sure you're catching those split second moments that that dog is not focused on you. Yeah. And I mean, it, I mean, when, when I first started and that dog already was used, uh, specifically I'm talking about a recently adopted dog um, named Mr. French. He was this really sweet, sweet French bulldog. You picked up Mr. French, right? I did. Yeah. yeah. Um, he was adorable. He's super cute. <laughs> not potty trained though. No, not potty trained. <laughs> <laughs> we had a, an accident in the car, but you know. That's okay. Mm-hmm. It was okay. Yeah. <laughs> we got through it together. <laughs> um, but he was already used to me being kind of you know, lacks okay. in terms of leadership. Mm-hmm. So already that relationship was established, you know, with, with within us knowing each other for like two hours. Right. And so even with that, it was hard to get him to pay attention and say, hey, I'm the leader. I'm going to be walking, walking us, not you. Mm-hmm. Um, and already he, I mean, he wasn't, you know, a, a super high energy dog, but high energy enough that it was different than what I'm used to. Okay. <laughs> um, so actively making sure that I was the one walking him and not the other way around was was a little bit of a challenge for me. And I'm, it's still something I'm not 
used to, mm-hmm. but I understand the tools now. I understand that the, the you know, quick pull of the leash to make sure that, you know, you're hitting those sensitive spots in the dog, like right behind the ears and right, you know, in front of the hind legs. To kind of guide them along. To kind of guide them along is, is like your tools and okay. um, understanding that that, I mean, I always... I've always treated my dogs like little babies. (laughs) I mean, so much so I would walk, uh, I would walk my dogs in like a little stroller and a little dog stroller because, you know, they get tired. I'm like, well, I still want them to be outside. I still want them to, so I'm like, all right, cool. I'm going to walk them in a stroller, let them smell. Well, those are very different dogs. I mean, those are very old dogs. Yeah. Yeah. they cannot go, they cannot walk the entire 30 minute walk. Yeah. They have to have a break in between. Yeah. (laughs) But, um. But yeah, I mean, understanding those sensitive areas and, and knowing that I'm not hurting the dog by doing that um, is still something I'm learning, to be honest. So is that something that you liked when you showed up, that Steve kind of like yeah. walked you through this? Or were you kind of just looking to hang out with the puppies? No, I wanted I wanted to learn more. I okay. wanted to know how to properly, you know, own a dog and respect a dog uh-huh. and respect that relationship that you can have between you and your dog. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was always something, I mean, it's always something I've been interested in. Because I would, I would, I'm, I would used, I used to watch Caesar Milan episodes a lot. Um, I don't remember what his show was called, but um, I was always interested in like learning how to be the proper leader, but never knowing how to to implement those steps and having Steve there with me, mm-hmm. showing me the things that maybe I faltered on, um, and and helping me through them, and you know fixing whatever moves that I did a little bit wrong was really helpful okay yeah and i noticed i noticed results pretty immediately too i mean even um what, what was different what changed um i think just having that like walking with confidence too um i when i had first started to implement those changes and watching for when the dog would you know kind of get, get distracted mm-hmm. um I, I was looking down constantly. So I was looking at my feet. I was watching the dog instead of leading the dog, looking forward, you know, kind of pointing us where we were going to go. Mm-hmm. I still kind of was letting the dog choose. Right. Um, but walking with purpose was something that I learned okay. different to, you know, that I changed. Um, and, and that helped a lot too. Because I think, I think specifically Mr. French I was like, all right, well, if you don't know where we're going, I'll, I'm going to tell us where we go. <laughs> <laughs> so just walking with purpose and wa- walking kind of with more Did confidence. Did that change the demeanor of the dog a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. He calmed down. Okay. I think because um, once he realized he didn't have to, you know, be the leader and make those decisions, the dog automatically calms down. So that's one thing I learned, too, is like if you have a dog that is, you know, more high energy... Mm-hmm. Putting those actions into place calms the dog down because they don't have to worry about, you know, they don't have to worry about the both of you. Now they all they have to worry about is themselves and you, you know, guiding them. So, yeah, awesome. I noticed a, a, a change right away. Well, it's really cool it's that cool. you showed up and Steve taught you a couple of things and you, you liked it and you used it. Yeah. And are continuing to use it, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I'm happy to hear that Mr. French got adopted too. Yeah, that's great. That was super quick. I think Little Red Dog only had him like a month. Yeah, I don't think he was there for very long. No. Well, thanks again to Kelly Kelly Blue Book for putting that on for the little red dog. I know they made a little bit of money. Yeah. Steve was excited when he came home. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Well, then right now, you and I are kind of house-sitting for Steve and PJ. We're watching all the dogs. We still got Buster. Yeah. Buster's still hanging out. He's Buster. doing a little bit better. He's walking yes. a lot further. I walked him this morning for about half an hour. Yeah. Which was not something we could have done a few weeks ago. No. And even now, I'm noticing that, like, 
I can be around a little bit more and get a little closer to mm-hmm. him. And and he's he's made a lot of progress. Yeah, you got some kisses the other I day. I know. That was super cute. <laughs> it was really cute. He's so he's so adorable. Yeah, he's gotten a lot more comfortable, it seems. Yeah. It's been really cool. Yeah. All right, so the other thing I want to talk about is you, you, you work at Starbucks, but you're also... Um, I guess we'll call it contracting for WAG. You're, you downloaded the app, you signed up. Why don't you walk us through that process and kind of if, um, what the dogs are like and whether or not you've found, uh, Steve's tips to be helpful. Um, so, okay. So yeah, I, contracting is a good word because it's essentially like, I guess the way I was was describing it to a friend was that, um, it's like an Uber for, right. For dog walking. So you downloaded the app, they asked you a couple questions. Yeah. You put in your personal information, and then you... Like, how does it work? Uh, yeah, the the first they quiz you, and, you know, make sure that you have a basic understanding of how to walk a dog in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, once you... Once they kind of clear you through and you pass the quiz, um, you are allowed... They invite you to download the Walker app. Mm-hmm. So um, it's essentially... Uh, the app is set up so that... You can go on it at any, at any time and at any given moment see what dogs need a walk within, like, a, I think the farthest that it'll allow you to, like, set the app is 10 miles away. So okay. within, like, 10 miles of your home location or wherever you end up setting your location, you can um, look at dogs that need to be walked and um, it'll tell you, like, how much the person is willing to pay. Um, it'll tell you what kind of dog it is, how old the dog is. And when the walk is, mm-hmm. um, and when I originally like signed up to walk for WAG, I, all I knew was that I love, that I love dogs and that I love walking dogs. Sure. Um, and I was excited to do it mm-hmm. and I, I couldn't believe that I could make money doing that. <laughs> um, but it quickly be, and I, I was essentially looking for more, like I've, I've really only had a lot of, most of my experience with dogs has been with really small old dogs, like I was talking about before. Mm-hmm. So I was hoping that maybe I'd get some of the little, little chihuahuas or, but most of the dogs that need walking are obviously the larger dogs, the, the dogs that are, have maybe younger, larger, they need more exercise. A lot of energy. A lot of energy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I kind of dove in head first without uh-huh. having a lot of experience yeah. in walking those kinds of dogs. And I quickly learned that, um that I didn't have all the tools to know exactly what to do, um, yeah. to kind of control them. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but I mean, I, I, I managed, I managed, they were, none of the dogs that I've encountered have been like aggressive, um, or like too rowdy or too difficult. Um, but I, I've really enjoyed like being able to meet so many different kinds of dogs and, and make money doing it. Mm-hmm. I, that, to me is like it's the most amazing like second income (laughs) is just being with dogs so have you gotten to walk any dogs since the the blue book event um i i have oh have you i have but uh they okay the 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 (laughs) only dog that i've walked since that event was like a i think 10 year old like dash and chihuahua so not a lot of opportunity to like implement your new not a lot no but she was she was stubborn so it's not exactly as if she was like high energy, mm-hmm. but she was a little stubborn. So I, I was able to kind of like guide her focus more towards me, mm-hmm. but it wasn't it wasn't so much about like controlling that high energy. Okay, it was more about 
um, focusing the little energy that she did have on me. Do you, do you, did you feel like you were more in charge? Yeah, okay. absolutely. Yeah. I That's felt great. like I, yeah, I felt like I was able to, to, uh, to take her focus from, I mean, mainly for her, for that dog, it was, you know, other dogs or any other action that was going around. She would just automatically kind of, you know, stop what she was doing mm-hmm. and watch or, you know, just get, get distracted. distracted. Yeah. So with her it was distraction, which was nice. Cause I could kind of, it was easier for me to notice when she would get distracted and then be able to kind of snap her back okay. into the walk. Okay. Um, I was successful, but I mean, it's still like, it's still something I have to practice. Sure. Um, because it's such a, it's such a split second moment mm-hmm. that that attention change happens. Um, and if you can catch it right, it makes all the difference. Okay. So it's still something I have to practice, but, um, but I was really happy that I had that event to be able to learn how to spot those moments. And I think you're going to, Steve mentioned you're, you're going to go with him to one of his um, walking clinics, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm really excited about that. And what are you guys going to do there? Um, I think just kind of hone in more. I think he's going to be able to show me more hands-on. Um, he was, I mean, all over on the in the event making sure that everything was running smoothly. Right. So he was, he was you know, showing me things, but it was a little bit more, um, it was quick. Mm-hmm. So I think me being able to go more in-depth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with me is going to be the, the, the point of that event. Okay. Um, yeah. What do you want to learn? Like, what do you, what do you think that you can, that you can pick up beyond the, um, the last event? Um, I think, I think mainly just like a, a, a confidence thing. Cause I'm still okay. a little bit wary of like how much I'm able to control a dog I don't know. I one of the things I was explaining to to Steve is that I'm. I don't think the dog believes me. <laughs> like I think they think I'm bluffing. Like, all right, you're gonna lead me. Okay, you are really yeah. in charge. Yeah, because okay. I'm I'm still coming from. I like it's 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 my it's a lifetime of the wrong approach. It's a lifetime to dog of owner. leashes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it really is. It's a life. It's a lifetime of like coming at dog ownership from a. a from a place of love first and foremost and and not you know discipline first love second yeah that's hard for a lot of people yeah that's we're finding yeah absolutely um and i like i said it just it was just too it's just been too easy to to come at it from love instead of anything else sure i get that you know so um i think just just having the confidence to come at a dog walk knowing that no matter what happens i'll be in control because mm-hmm. i still don't I still don't completely feel that way. Okay. <laughs> like, I remember one wag walk, I was walking a German Shepherd, and I'm, I've i never walked a German Shepherd. I've never really been around German Shepherds. Right. And in my mind, in my, like, you know, small senior dog <laughs> perspective, I'm like, oh my God, German Shepherds are like the Olympics. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're just, because they're just, they're, they're, I don't know, to me, I'm like. You have to bring your A game. Yeah, yeah. Because they're so smart. Yeah. And they're so, like, I mean, they're bred for, you know, like, just their smartness. <laughs> <laughs> is, that not, is that not right? Were you worried it was going to outsmart you? Mm. <laughs> the dog was going to get away? No, I was just like, like I said, I just, I just know, dogs know. Dogs you didn't know. feel like it was buying into what you were doing? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. So he, he led that walk, but luckily it was a, he was, you know, older. Are so. you excited to meet up with him again and see if you can go toe-to-toe? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a lot of repeat clients. Like, you know, Wag will text me, you know, your previous client, like, wants a yeah. walk. So, um, I would love to be able to, 
to go back to dogs that I have walked before really in, in place. Yeah, put them in place. <laughs> no, just like being being be able to to walk them well. Be leader. <laughs> yeah, be leader. Be a little more active. Yeah, exactly. Be more a little more engaged, I okay. guess. Yeah. Yeah. More in control. Well, it seems to tire them out a little bit more as well. I mean, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Not. I mean, because they they need that mental stimulation as well as the physical. So I'm excited to to revisit old clients. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna take a quick break. Uh, before we go, Jimmy, anything else you want to add about your experience? Uh, your first your first uh, walking experience with a little dog. Your first uh, training. Um, I'm excited to learn more. All right. We'll be right back. This is your host, Sean. Thanks again for listening to For the Love of Dog, brought to you by The Little Red Dog. Please review and subscribe. And if you'd like to donate so we can continue saving dogs throughout Southern California, please visit thelittlereddog.com. Say that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're back. Uh, Lauren, you mentioned uh, in the green room after you were really rude with the attendant that you, uh, you wanted to talk about one of the cons of WAG real quick that you forgot. Oh yeah, um, I I think like the reason why I wanted to start walking for Wag is because I was excited to, I don't know, get to know like more dogs. Yeah. Um, but the fact that it's just kind of like a one time thing, and you're done. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't you never get to establish that relationship with the dog, and so it feels very. Um, I don't know. It was one of the things that I was hoping would come out of Wag. You were, you, you had the idea that it would be more like you'd have repeat clients. You'd yeah. see the same dog every day. Yeah. And that's not really how it's turned out. Yeah. Okay. Because um, most of the most of the times that people request for walks are mm-hmm. midday just because, you know, people are gone at work. And you're already at work. Yeah. Slinging and, bevies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I, I'm already, I'm, I'm at work and I can't, like most of the repeat dogs that need walks have you tried just walking out of starbucks and <laughs> just all walk? right be right back <laughs> just gonna walk a dog really quick um yeah most of the times that there's repeat clients it's like 1 1 p.m 12 12 noon yeah um and if i'm working on that day then i can't yeah um rarely is it repeat um cl- uh, dog clients <laughs> um after i get off work so it's just it, most of the most of my experience actually all of my experiences with wag have been a one-time walk and um and i i just wish it, they were there were more uh, repeat opportunities but okay mm-hmm. well speaking of disappointment is there anything you don't like about the rescue when you volunteered is there anything you wish they did differently um I wasn't expecting that question. How oh, did I get you? Yeah, you got me. Yes. <laughs> a plus <for> <laughs> You're really getting to the hard-hitting questions. Hard-hitting questions. I'm becoming really good at this. I know. <laughs> good job. <laughs> anyway, next question. <laughs> um, I'm looking over your publicist and she says uh, no on that one. Yeah. <laughs> wow, I sound like such a difficult uh, guest. You are. The whole, like, 
nice girl routine is not yeah. working. No. I, <laughs> I see right through see it. See right past it. Yeah. <laughs> um, anything different? Um, yeah, I just wish they'd give me all the dogs. <laughs> <laughs> They're all so cute. I want them all. Oh, we've been taking care of four right now. And that's I know. Been challenging. I know. They're, yeah. It's dog ownership is no joke. It's hard. <laughs> yeah, it is hard. You know, I was just thinking about it um, this morning. Like, I, I guess like one question that I had to myself is like, if you can't walk your dog midday, like if you can't give them three walks, like, or even two, like, should you own a dog? And I was like, well, I guess there's ways around it, like wag, right. you know, or having someone come in and walk your dog for you. But, um, but it really did make me think like, is dog ownership for, for everyone? Like, like, it seems like it is, you know? Cause yeah. I mean, you, you know, ask, you know, everyone around you, mo- I mean, most people have a, have a dog. I don't, yeah. it's, it's usually rare that, I, that there's a family that doesn't own a dog or hasn't at least owned a dog in the past exactly yeah yeah and I, it's i feel like it's more uh common that you hear someone say well why don't you have a dog yes <laughs> it's hard i mean uh you know full disclosure you and i are looking at getting a place together and we've talked about like we're just not ready for a dog right now yeah. because you know our schedules are different we don't know the area all that well yet um it's a lot of work that i don't I don't think we're capable of putting in right now. Yeah. And I, I think with our with our schedules being a little bit erratic, it wouldn't be fair to the dog. And that's one thing that we've talked about is until we kind of figure our schedules out until we're home a little bit more. It's just not a possibility. Yeah, I know. And it it, it, it I mean it says a lot because I if I could like if I could, you know, be able to articulate how badly I want a dog. Um it's I but I understand that it's it's just something that it's not, would not be healthy for the dog yeah. if we owned one. But I love dogs so much that it, <laughs> <laughs> it hurts my heart. Well, I mean, it's for the best of the dog. I know, I know. And that's what the organization's all about, is making Absolutely. the choice that's best for the dog. Yeah. And right now, it's just not something that we can swing. Yeah, yeah. It's tough. It is tough. Well, before we go, why don't you tell me a little bit about your dogs? I know you love not just, you know, old dogs, but old dogs. <laughs> Yeah, well, um, I, I guess I can talk about the two different, very different experiences that I, we had adopting both dogs because they were they were very different. You got Desmond and Colby. Desmond and Colby, yeah, they're both the same age. They're both about the same size, a similar breed. Uh, Desmond is a Shih Tzu, pretty much, but there's <laughs> definitely something else in there. <laughs> but he Shih looks, Tzu. yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and then Colby uh, is. Brussels Griffon uh-huh. and Shih Tzu. So and Colby's nearly blind, right? Yeah, nearly blind. Um, he's got great hearing, though. So I mean, both. I mean, both of them have. Uh, actually, no. Desmond. Desmond's pretty much blind and deaf. <laughs> but um, but his sniffer works pretty well. So. Okay. Um, but they're super different in like experiences adopting yeah. them. Desmond, we adopted when he was around two or three, um, and. When we had adopted him, it was pretty much we found him on Pet Finder because he was the first dog that we'd adopted. Um, before that, we had a, we had 
purchased a dog. Uh. I know, but I was I was a child, so I didn't I like couldn't have any say. So you guys you guys got a dog from a breeder, I'm assuming. Your first yes, dog. yeah, what, the what first dog. Why? Because I when I got older and and uh, our dog the dog that we had purchased he was around I guess ten when I wanted I wanted another another dog because uh-huh. I, I I loved having. Having, his name was Mac. I loved having Mac so much. He was a West Highland White Terrier. And I I wanted another dog because I, I just loved having him around. Um, and I didn't want to... I didn't want to buy a dog. My my parents were different. They were, they were totally different. But since it was more because I wanted another dog, mm-hmm. uh, I was really pushing adoption. And so I guess like the easiest kind of most commercialized way that people adopt dogs, I would say, is Pet Finder. Mm-hmm. Um so that's why we found him through Petfinder, um, and then when we met, I'm not, I don't remember what what organization it was through, but um, when we had met up to meet him, uh-huh. that's actually the day that we ended up adopting him. But this the person, Desmond. yeah, this is okay. Desmond, um, and the person that had him, I mean, he, it was he was essentially just passed off to us in like 20 minutes. Without much like vetting of of our situation, like where he was going, okay. it was. I mean, no home check, no, no, no home check, n- nothing. It was, it was like, yeah, you want him? Okay, sure. We met him at a pet shop. Um, I mean, he, we were with him for like twenty minutes, and I was just like, yeah, I love him, I want him. Do you know where he came from prior to that? I hate that question. We get asked. I know, <laughs> I know. Apparently, it was he was like a street dog in Washington D.C. I'm originally from the East Coast, so. Well, now I actually forgot about this, and I think this is really interesting. Um, anyone that's listening, but you, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this happened with Desmond. You adopted Desmond, and you got a little two in his face when you were younger. Yeah, and he bit your lip really bad, and you still have a scar to this day. Yeah. So, so you brought him home. You're playing with them you got a little bit too close you got uncomfortable and he bit you yeah so why keep them because it was my fault okay it was my fault i i I think it's just such an interesting story because like you you guys as a family evaluated like okay like we pushed it a little bit too much we were too in his face let's let him relax let's let him acclimate yeah a lot of families i think would say like get him out of here yeah absolutely well my, my parents wanted to but i was like no this is my dog like i found him and I love him, and I was the one. I mean, I knew that, like, I knew that no matter what anyone told us about what his past was, mm-hmm. uh, he, we don't know. Like, we have no idea where he came from, what happened to him. And he was curled up. He was with my, he was laying with my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went to go kiss him on his head, which was so This is, like, so the dumb. first day you had him, or? Not the first day, no. We had him, like, a month. Okay. But I'm like a month or two. So a month, he's still kind of acclimating. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, okay. yeah. He was still kind of on guard, uh-huh. but um, but he was so funny and and quirky and cute that I just I wanted to kiss him on the head. <laughs> and I was only used to uh, I was only used to my dog that we had purchased from a breeder, which and he was just I mean he was he was around humans all his life. He was around like you know. I guess like family, mm-hmm. a family situation, yeah. maybe. I guess I don't know, um, but I was used to a dog that didn't really have any negative experiences with humans, right? And so uh, I, I just assumed that it'd be okay, right? I was obviously very wrong. <laughs> my, but my parents were immediately so they were so quick. They were like, "No, we should, we we need to get him out of here." But they were like, "No, essentially, I mean, we didn't want to." We didn't want to do that because we knew that you'd just blame yourself. 
Because I, I would. It was my fault. I was dumb. I was dumb. But I think that's so... It shows a lot of understanding on your part because you realize that you got a little bit too in his personal space. Like, you yeah. weren't ready for that. And that, that that was on the owner. Yeah. The onus in that situation was on the owner. Yeah. And, and then... I, it, I think that's really interesting because I, I, I don't think the same outcome would have resulted with most families. And I think it goes to show mm-hmm. that, like, you know, it does take some time for that dog to feel like it's a member of the family. I mean, now you totally. can get all... All up on Destiny. Yeah. He's fine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's he's used to me now. He's, I mean, he's now 14. So mm-hmm. we've had him, you know, over 10 years. Yeah. Um, and he's really my dog. So, I mean, he's, I'm, and he's used to me getting all up in his face. Yeah. But it took time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it took a long time. It yeah. took a long, long time. But uh, I wanted to highlight the difference between the the way we adopted. Oh, yeah, sure. uh, well, I don't know. Are, did, you, did you want to ask anymore? <laughs> I don't want to. No, no, go ahead. So I'm the guest, about... but also <laughs> I'm guiding about. the conversation. <laughs> um, no, it's just the, like the difference between the way we adopted him, uh, Desmond and Colby. We had adopted Colby when he was um, 12. Oh, okay. It's a lot older. Yeah, he was. We really wanted a senior dog because I. I love senior dogs. Because <laughs> when Desmond got to be, you know, like over 10 years old, he just like, I mean, he, he felt like, like we, we, the way we were talking about it is like we broke a stallion. Because <laughs> he was so crazy. He was so crazy when we first adopted him. And um, senior, his age like did him well. So we were looking okay. for a dog that. A little more relaxed. Yeah, a little bit more relaxed. Like our lifestyle, like my family's lifestyle is like. Not very active, so... So you were looking for a dog to fit your lifestyle, not like a breed, not something that looked cute? No. Okay. No. We just knew... Well, the only restrictions is that my my dad uh, was allergic, is allergic to dander, so we needed something hypoallergenic. And something that was going to be kind of calm and... Yeah. Would enjoy kind of lounging around. Yeah. So it lended itself to a smaller breed. Right. We wanted a dog that just kind of... uh, That, I don't know, was... Was similar to Desmond. Desmond's a Shih Tzu, so we wanted something around, like kind of similar, mm-hmm. but um, only due to its hypo due to due to its hypoallergenic due to <laughs> um, qualities. That's that's the only reason. But um, we ended up finding finding Colby through a Brussels Griffon rescue. Okay. Um, and I mean that's another thing is like my parents had no idea. That because the both because my parents co- came from a perspective of like we want a certain breed, mm-hmm. um, we you know that kind of mindset of like we want it from a breeder, we don't want a broken dog. Yeah. Um, I I think that I want I wanted to reiterate reiterate to them and make let them know that there's rescue organizations for like every kind of dog. Mm-hmm. So even if you do you know not saying it's a good perspective to come from, um, but if if people are looking for a certain kind of dog yeah um there are there are rescue organizations for literally every kind of dog oh yeah you know i mean dogs that you'd never expect um i remember you and steve talking earlier on an earlier podcast about uh how french bulldogs are now yeah being rescued more and more just because a lot more recently yeah just because dogs come in and out of popularity which is so silly (laughs) but um i shrugged that's that's bad (laughs) podcasting sorry (laughs) That's good podcasting that you saved it. <laughs> Shrug. Shrug. Um, what can you do? But this organization that we had adopted Colby from, I mean, it was like, it felt like a full background check. I mean, there were like multiple home visits. A lot visits. more vetting, it sounds like. There's a lot more vetting, yeah. yeah. Um, we had met him like a few different times 
uh, we'd put him with Desmond just to make sure yeah. that the two got along. Introduce them. Well, yeah, introduce them first. Super I mean, so, important. Yeah, and it, and like, it really made all the difference. Because when we first adopted Desmond and we mm-hmm. brought him into a house with um, our other dog that we had purchased, Mac. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, the two didn't really get along at first. Yeah. Um, so it was, it was a long... I mean, obviously, there's... Anytime you bring a new dog into a household that already has a dog, there's going to be that that growing process. Sure. Um, but it made it a lot easier knowing that the two had already met before. Okay. Um, and I know that's something that the Little Red Dog um, makes sure that they emphasize is the, you know, the vetting process. Yeah. Before I mean, you actually... Exactly, talking yeah. Talking about their background, what they know about dog behavior and dog training. Yeah, absolutely. Doing the home checks, yeah. So you kind of experience the full gamut of what it's like to adopt a dog. Yeah. You have someone give you the dog that day. You have someone, you know, take a little bit, a bit of a slower approach. Yeah. In terms of seeing if you're the right fit. Yeah. Seeing if your dogs get along. Yeah. Okay. And I... And that I, seemed to make... And you, like you said, that made a big difference. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I I really appreciated that the organization cared enough about their dogs to do that. And I think the Little Red Dog does that as well. And I think it's super important. That's awesome that you kind of got to experience that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad to hear that you, you know, you've been volunteering, you've liked it, it's been a good experience, you've learned a lot. Um, I hope that's how other volunteers feel. Yeah. Well, anything else before we go? Because we're about out of time. Um, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for coming. I didn't want to do it alone. <laughs> I was just going to put a dog on the, other, on the other end of the microphone. I don't know. I kind of wanted it to be like this one-man show. I wanted you to be like, <laughs> doing like horns. <laughs> I wanted to be entertained, but, uh, but yeah, no, I'm glad, I'm glad I could be a good foil for you. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> it was, it's always nice to hear a new volunteer's experience. Yeah. Cause we don't, we don't, we don't chase everyone away. <laughs> all right, Lauren. Well, thanks again. Uh, thank you to all the listeners. Uh, again, this is Sean. Um, thank you for listening to the, thank you for listening to another episode of For the Love of a Dog. It's another one in the books. Um, please visit thelittlereddog.com for um, events, volunteer information, foster information. We've got lots of dogs right now. Give us a follow on Instagram at thelittlereddog. Um, and yeah, that's it. Thanks for listening. Founders Day is upon us. Oh, it's coming. Mm-hmm. Jeez, man. You're already better at this than I am. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have to I have to do Steve justice. Yeah. No, Founders Day is coming up in June. Check that out. And oh, and thanks to all the volunteers that put on the adoption event without Stephen PJ this past oh, week. Yeah. That was a, yeah, that was yeah. amazing. We heard three dogs got adopted. Three dogs, right? yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No one got lost. No. Their dogs ran away. It's great. <laughs> June first, I think, is Founders Day, right? Sure. Okay. Yeah. It, at Pittsburgh Park. Oh, in Lake wow. Forest, California. <laughs> great. Do you want to close this out? I mean, you're. <laughs> I goofed it up earlier. No. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. This one. <laughs> This is I'm Sean Sean McLean. Uh, this is one in the books for one no. See, I already I already messed it up. <laughs> you give me all the power, and I already messed it up. Love so. of dog for the love of dog is kind of a tongue a tongue for the love of do- yeah Te- teaser yeah tongue twister tongue tongue twister Teases tongue, tongue teaser. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody, we gotta get out of here. Thanks for listening. We'll see you guys all next week if they let us. <laughs>